It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning, South Coast. I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg, 508-996-0500. It's the way you get on the line and and uh, have your voices heard. Um, the previous call I just want to touch on quickly had mentioned something about uh, the fact that, you know, the costs were going up in these restaurants and, and for food and other things. And we talked about the idea that it's difficult to get help. And, of course, her, her thought was, well, there's plenty of people who are coming in over the border. The problem with that is... Um, we, we can't just, when it's convenient for us, say, in a country of laws that we're not going to abide by the, um, the laws of this country to let people come in legally because it's not convenient for us. We, we just are going to uh, go. Nation. Good morning, South Coast. I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg. I think Tim's going to be back uh, tomorrow. And um, with me in studio Right now is uh, Chester Tam. He is the vice chair of operations for the Trump campaign in Massachusetts. Um, 508-996-0500 is the number you can call in. Call in and, and join our conversation. There's, uh, there's uh, lots to talk about and, um, and want to hear your thoughts on, on the issues that we're, we're discussing. 508-996-0500 is the number to call in. Chester, thanks again for coming in. Uh, we were talking about uh, the Trump campaign. We were talking about your your involvement with um, with Twitter and and the uh, benefits of being involved in that, as far as dealing with the issues and, and yeah, I can uh, I can speak talk. I can speak more about that. So so you know being involved on Twitter, the Twitter spaces. I've met a lot of people across the country, even around the world. Who are speaking out against you know the uh, COVID vaccine issues, um, you know supporting Trump and all the issues with the border. Um, and you had experience with the COVID vaccine problem, right? I a, did. A really negative well, one. So is- it's not really a negative one because I refused the vaccine, but I was actually one of the the many who were fired for refusing to take the vaccine. I worked for um, Mass General Brigham, who was who you know formerly known as Partners Healthcare, out in Boston. And, um, you know, back in 20, November of 2021, they let me go just because of, um, you know, refusing to take that, that shot. And you were a data entry person? Well, uh, uh, so, yeah, so I was a uh, systems engineer. Systems engineer. And, uh, you know, I, I, and the crazy part about it was is that I was a 100% remote employee. So um, you weren't even at the facility. I was you not. exposed to anybody. You know, so once, once COVID hit in 2020, uh, March of 2020, uh, we didn't really know what was going on. I um, I was already working remotely two times a week, in the office three times. And then within, I think March 5th was the day my boss said, listen, we don't know what's going on with COVID. We can work from home. Uh, just stay home until we figure it out. And, you know, after that, I think since we were so successful of just, you know, working from home, they decided to just allow us to be full-time remote. And uh, I think... It was September of 2020. They announced that our group was going to be a hundred percent remote, and they changed that in in the status of my employee file. So, so effectively, in March, they told you you could start working from home. 
how long was it before they they told you you had to have the shot and then fired you? So I think um, in March of or April of 2021, when they started, uh, you know, issuing the shots to you know certain employees, they 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 didn't mandate it, but they were recommending anyone that was in the hospitals or in the office to to get the vaccines. Which you, know? you weren't. I was not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so like a lot of uh, other my coworkers there, they would go into the, uh, you know, would have to go into the buildings, into patient rooms. So they were recommending those who were actually at the hospitals to to get the shots. Sure. Right. And, um, you know, it wasn't until maybe probably end of July where uh, the email came out stating that they're going to mandate the vaccines for all employees, uh, whether you're remote or, you know, and whatnot. And, and at that point, I think it wasn't still wasn't even FDA approved. And that's when I was questioning. I was like, well, can they really do this because it's not FDA approved? Right. And sure enough, a week later, an email, not an email, but uh, it was announced that it was FDA approved. And I think uh, they already knew that it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. So and so but in spite of the fact that you were working remotely, they still said at what point did they say if you don't get the shot? So I had until October 15th to October. take my first I turned my first shot and, yeah. um, you know, they, they stressed that if I wasn't going to get it, they're going to terminate me. And I think I was terminated. I think it was the November 10th was my last day. Um, yeah. Merry Christmas, right? Yeah. Right, right in time for the holidays. <laughs> oh, it was, outrageous. You know, I, I put in almost, uh, I would say almost 10 years there. And you uh, 10 years and you, and you have, you have three children, three children, wife, wife you, know, and you know, home and all that. Home, mortgage, and still, all that. So, and still looking. Mm-hmm. What a shame. What a shame. And, and, and therein lies the one of the real travesties about this whole issue, right? And um, we're going to we're going to come back and talk more about about how that parlays into this whole issue around the campaign and and uh, what we need to do as Americans to to get this country back. Yes. We're going to take a break and uh, we'll be right back 508-996-0500. Call in, join in the conversation. It's uh, I can't think of one that's more important than the future of this nation and what we need to do in this upcoming uh, presidential election. We'll be right back. I'm Tom Hudson. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. The GOP race for the presidential nomination is now down to just two major players. This after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out and endorsed former President Trump on Sunday. Florida GOP Congressman Matt Gates told Trump supporters the news yesterday in New Hampshire. All I can say is, welcome home, Ron. Welcome back to the MAGA movement where you have always belonged and where we will welcome you and be honored to count you among our legion as we go forward unifying this Republican Party for victory. DeSantis was considered a frontrunner early on, but finished a distant second in the Iowa caucuses where he spent considerable energy and money. That leaves former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley going up against Trump in Tuesday's New Hampshire primary. The latest polls show Haley with respectable numbers, but still trailing far behind Trump. Now, the former president is expected in a Manhattan courtroom again today for the civil defamation trial involving Hudson Valley writer E. Jean Carroll. Sarah Lee Kessler reports. 
The jury is deciding how much Trump will have to pay Carol after another court ruled that he'd repeatedly defamed her after being found liable for sexually abusing her in a department store dressing room back in the 1990s. E. Jean Carroll is seeking $10 million, testifying that Trump's comments shattered her reputation and triggered threatening messages. It's unclear whether Trump will testify, but he has said he'll be in court again. Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio, New York. The U.S. military is ending a 10-day search for two Navy SEALs who went missing in the waters of the Gulf of Aden. The two are now presumed dead with recovery operations underway. Democrats are starting up an abortion rights campaign this week on the 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade, overturned by the Supreme Court in 2022. The court's decision took away the constitutional right to an abortion and left the matter up to the states. Vice President Harris will be in Wisconsin today to talk about what the Biden campaign calls a Republican assault on reproductive rights. She'll be joined by President Biden Tuesday in Virginia for another rally. Eating dark chocolate could reduce the risk of high blood pressure. Michael Kastner reports. A new study in the journal Nature Scientific Reports found that dark chocolate may also decrease the risk of blood clotting. While an exact cause couldn't be determined, experts say the findings may warrant further research for any benefits in combating cardiovascular diseases. I'm Michael Kastner. And Mean Girls tops the weekend box office for the second week in a row. The teen musical comedy took an $11.7 million in its second week of release. Turning to the South Coast, a Lakeville man charged in a fatal crash. 73-year-old David DiLorenzo is accused of motor vehicle homicide and driving under the influence. The four-car crash killed 75-year-old Richard Reed of Lakeville. And Fall River has hired international firm Stantec to help with a residential and commercial redevelopment of the waterfront. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dart. The Boston Celtics beat the Houston Rockets 116-107. to They visit the Dallas Mavericks tonight, and the Bruins host the Winnipeg Jets tonight at TD Garden. Now we check your forecast with ABC6. Bundle up another cold morning out there before we get to enjoy the seasonable temperatures, but it won't be until this afternoon. This morning, feeling like around the single digits once again into the teens. Mostly sunny skies. Don't let the sun fool you. It'll be mostly sunny this afternoon. The temperatures, however, are quite seasonable in the upper 30s. Clouds overnight tonight will be decreasing slightly as we head into a very active week with some precipitation. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. This WBSM News Update brought to you by Sparks Auto Dartmouth, home of the $29 oil change. Your choice for auto repairs, brakes, and inspection stickers. Sparks Auto, 425 State Road, Dartmouth. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Stream WBSM Live, crystal clear, with one touch, the WBSM app. Good morning, South Coast. I'm Tom Hodgson, uh, filling in for Tim Weisberg. 508-996-0500. I hope you'll call in the next uh, for the next half hour and join in the conversation. Uh, with me in studio uh, is our vice chair of operations for the Trump campaign, Chester Tam, who's uh, been talking about... Um, his experiences, not only uh, with his work on, on SpaceX, but also uh, Spaces, I guess it's called. And um, and uh, so his own experience in, in uh, the COVID situation and what happened to him and his family, uh, in my opinion, very unjustly. Uh, but we've seen 
him and so many others that have, have suffered as a result. And then it's uh, another example of what is wrong going on in our country right now that has to be corrected. And to that point, Chester, we, you know, you had a chance to, to spend two days up in, up in New Hampshire, uh, the primaries tomorrow. And, um, your overall impressions of how, how the, uh, the election will go tomorrow. So, I mean, I, overall, I believe Trump is just going to dominate tomorrow. You know, it, Heading into the rally on Saturday night, you know, I got wind of, you know, DeSantis, you know, canceling his, his media events that he had going on. Yeah. Almost had the feeling like he was going to be ready to drop out of the race. Yeah. And uh, at the headquarters the next morning um, when we were there, uh, it was officially announced that Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the race and yeah. has, uh, through his uh, support under President Trump. And uh, I think that was great. Yeah. I think everybody was happy to hear that. And, uh, you know, collectively, what I think is that, you know, I think we should all, instead of, you know, going, you know, with Trump versus DeSantis and, and, and whatnot, I think we should all, you know, work together to, to kind of support Trump um, to defeat Biden. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we have a call online. We're going to get to him in a second. But I just wanted to ask you, you know, you had the opportunity to be up close. You, you met uh, Rudy Giuliani. You uh, had the chance to um, hear uh, in in close quarters with uh, Elise Stefano and and yeah, Elise uh, Stefanik. You know, she Stefanik, did. She did yeah, a and great, Matt, uh, and Matt Gates and Matt Gates. They both had great speeches at yeah. the uh, New Hampshire headquarters. At the headquarters where we were. Yeah, and and then and then of course you 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 were able for the first time to be up and up close and personal with President Trump at the same place. We had a small that group experience there. was so surreal. You know, I I mean, I unexpected. Yeah. you know, he just. What was your overall impression? Overall impression, I, I thought that, you know, President Trump was very grateful for all the volunteers that came in to, to help and, you know, to stop by the headquarters to say thank you and kind of, you know, give more words of encourage, encouragement. I mean, I think it just it, it just made me feel like I wanted to, to, to do more, you know, to, to did you feel his, more. Did you feel his presence? I mean, did you feel... I mean... He, he, He's Donald Trump. I mean, how yeah. can you not feel his presence? You know, yeah. he's just you know when he when he enters a room, you know, you just you just feel he the energy it. coming, and, yeah. and it's like you know you you feel for the guy, you know, because he he had all those events. And, you know, he had Friday night events, Saturday night events. You know, still was able to come in to you know spend some time with the volunteers before he was heading out to his uh, Rochester um, rally that night. So. Right. And then, you know, today, obviously, he's heading back to New York for some legal cases. And, and then he'll be leaving right after that to go back to New Hampshire. Yeah, so, I mean, look at his schedule. I mean, the, the fact that he was able to take some time just to come over to the headquarters and thank the people that were really there to, to support and help him. And, and, um, and, and juxtapose that against President Biden's schedule. That's, that, I mean, that, that, that picture of the two and, and the understanding of their two different schedules I think in and of itself tells us all who's did you get the sense that President Trump is truly not interested in the politics but interested in America and yeah, what I, matters is uh, that fair definitely because I think President Trump is always the America America's first president you know yeah. he, he's all about America he could care less with, with what you know he wants us to be a great country he doesn't worry about what other countries are doing Yes, we should work with other countries, 
but you know what? We should take care of our, ourselves first. And we're watching the unity coming together in the Republican Party nationally by his presence, his, what he's saying, and uh, very much on, if, I'm not, if you agree, I think, that he's very much focused on the issues. And, and, and that's why I think he's unifying everybody because everybody feels it. You know, I can touch touch upon on the uni thing. You know, you know, for for the DeSantis versus Trump, you know, debates that I've been in, um, you know, there's there's always been that you know back and forth, and even to the point where you know President Trump was attacking DeSantis, but after um, you know DeSantis dropped out and threw his support to Trump, he says, "Listen, we're we're." Retiring that nickname to Sanctimonious, you know, we're right, out of here. Retiring. I don't yeah. even know if I'm able to say that anymore. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, so it's uh, it's all part of the game. It's mm-hmm. like it's like being in a competition. We're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come right back. We have a couple of callers online. Callers, just hold on. We're gonna get right to you as soon as we get back. I'm Tom Hodgson, five zero eight nine eight six zero five hundred. Good morning, South Coast. I'm Tom Hodgson, filling in for Tim Weisberg, five zero eight nine eight six zero five hundred. I'm in studio with. Uh, Chester Tam, who is our vice chair of operations for the Trump campaign in Massachusetts. And we're going to go right to our callers. Uh, caller, are you there? Morning, caller. Um, yes. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good, how are you? Happy Monday. Good, it's so great to hear you guys. I'm super excited that you're on air today. Oh, um, I've been thinking about you and you're heading the campaign, the Trump campaign. So I am an independent voting for, you know, Donald Trump. Awesome. And I'm, wa- I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit, if you feel you want to, uh, regarding what you think about the fact Massachusetts really hasn't voted Republican for president in a long time or a good amount of time. And what do you think, what do you plan or what do you, what do you think about the prospects of getting a, you know, a Democrat or independent just to, to convince them to vote, you know, Donald Trump so long as he's, you know, kept on the ballot? And, and just real quickly before you talk, because I'm not going to babble too much, is, you know, I still believe whenever I call, I think they want a one-party system, a Democratic system. I think they want to accomplish it by, by eroding our freedom of speech, you know, disenfranchising voters, telling us who we have to, who we can and can't vote for you know, oppressing us with taxes. And it sounds a little cliched, but really, if you think about it, it, it it's kind of what's happening, um, inflation. Right. And I really think at the end of the day, the Democratic Party is absolutely 150% ignoring the American family, the American dream. We can't live the American dream with the way the country is anymore. And yeah. really, who wants to have a bunch of children, you know, and you don't have money, you're in the store deciding if you can buy you know, a bag of potatoes. Can you buy one potato or a bag? Can you right. buy hood sour cream or do you have to buy generic? Or can you buy it at all? Yeah. And that's really, that's what's going on. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I'm not, Chester, yeah, so what I'm going to stop and listen. No, okay, it's great. I will let Chester respond first. So, so being a part of the Trump campaign, what we've been actually been d- discussing as a plan was to target more of the independent voters here in Massachusetts because the majority of the registered voters are independents. You know, you look, you look at the numbers and there's uh, over 2 million registered independents. You know, and you, you talk about the Democrats, they're about 1.3 million. And then the Republicans who are, you know, who are brave enough to uh, register as a Republican in this state um, is a little over 400,000. So you, you look at the numbers, you know, and, and I feel as though a lot of the people who are conservative and are registered as Republicans they are going to be um, voting for Trump or whoever the nomination goes to, 
right? Yeah. So the target of you know the independence is going to be very important. And you know, I, I would you know put this on you is like you know we are trying to find independent leaders here who are supporting Trump. Um, you know, we're putting things together to try to get volunteers, and especially it's very important for us to find the independents who support Trump who can who can gather that support from the independence itself. So I, we are looking for those leaders. And, you know, I welcome you to be a part of it if that's something you are willing to do. Yeah, and, and, and they can they can join the Facebook mass number four. So, right, yeah, right now we do have a, a mass, uh, a Facebook group where we um, are, you know, trying to get organized. Um, if you want to look us up, it's uh, mass, M-A-S-S, the number four, Trump 2024. So if you can find us on Facebook group, I, you know, I, I, we can try to get you more details if you want to volunteer and want to, you know, contribute and be a part of it. Uh, I think that'd be great because we are, we are definitely looking for those independent voters. Yeah, and, call, and caller also, what I would say to you is that um, I'm, I'm very encouraged. Uh, you asked, if, will, we, will we see Democrats voting for Trump? And we hadn't had that in a long time, even, even uh, independents in, in some instances. But what... What I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I have friends, I mean, I wouldn't have been elected a sheriff for 25 and a half years if I didn't have Democrats that were supportive and independents. But, but I'm hearing a lot of them saying, I'm voting for President Trump. And I think what we're going to see, the last person, last Republican to win Massachusetts was President Reagan. I think we are uniquely situated given where the country is right now, looking at what the prospects are for president trump versus a president biden and i think people are finally saying you know what um uh, this is about my family this is about it not about my party uh you can still have differing points of views on certain things but when it gets down to the nuts and bolts of what matters to you as a, as a citizen your families the you talked about the grocery bills you know you can no longer get two bags for a hundred dollars now it's one bag you're walking out of the store the gas price all of these things uh, the unsafe neighborhoods, the, the flooding of, of illegal immigrants into this country. All of this is all, all playing a part and I think going to make a difference for us to possibly even win Massachusetts uh, with a new Republican president. So we'll see. Caller, thanks for calling in. We're going to go to our next caller. Caller, are you there? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling us, gentlemen. Nobody ever does that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... I, I Sure they do. Hey, that thing being said, real quick question. Sure. Um, nationwide, sure. are there any safeguards being put in place to uh, prevent voter fraud? Because I truly believe Donald Trump can win this election, but we already know what the other side is thinking and what they may try to do to prevent that from happening. So any knowledge of anything, because I think that's our Achilles heel. Well, I don't know if it'll happen this election. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, had filed a has filed legislation to require pa- uh, paper ballots in all fifty states, voter ID, and same day voting. Um, the chances of getting that through this time are probably not very good, but but certainly a goal that we should be working toward. I know the Trump campaign is aware of um, of the fact that they, in fact, the president brought it up in his speech that we just have to make sure that we're paying attention. And I think uh, they've got things in place. Um, Chester, you want to quickly? Kind of touch on that. So that's a top a topic that's difficult to discuss, you know, because of what happened in 2020, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's been three years and, you know, what, what has really been done? And I really don't see anything. Yeah. Uh, not, not, not for this election anyway, but, but something that we do call you raise a great point that we need to address. And uh, hopefully it's going to be sooner than later. We got to go to break. 
Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg, 508-996-0500. It's your uh, way to get online, and um, we'll be right back. We're back. I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg, 508-996-0500. we got three callers on the line. I'm going to try to get to all three of you before we get to the top of the hour news. Uh, caller, are you there? Yeah, good morning. How are you doing, Tom? I'm going doing... to keep it very uh, very brief. And uh, Chester, you sound like a good young man. Just call it Twitter X. Yeah. That's what my, uh, <laughs> my friends tell me. They, they saved their confusion. But very quickly, in Iowa primary, uh, Donald Trump won 51%, 88 out of 89 precincts. You can get all, you know, you can do, uh, you know, Swami, DeSantis, and Haley all together. They couldn't even tabulate anywhere close to 51%. Right. And in New Hampshire, uh, many are going to vote for Trump. Closet Democrat voters, women, my, um, independents, minorities. And uh, the Democrats don't campaign there because they would lose very, there'd be an embarrassment. They couldn't even come close to Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. And, and I try not to refer to, the, to the, uh, the, the Democrats who will vote for Trump as closet Democrats because I, I like to refer to them as, as Americans who just, frankly, are on the same page, which is where we need to get for everybody. Well, they've, been, uh, they, they've been double-crossed by Biden. Yeah. And uh, that's why they're going to come over to Trump. And uh, I would even venture to say the presidential election, it's going to be a landslide. Yeah, well, I, I, I think for the country, if it is, it'll be great. It'll unify us, and that's where we need to be. Caller, I got I hate to cut you short, but I, I want to try and get all three callers in. We're going to go to our next caller. Caller, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks, thanks for calling in. Real quick. The definition of inflation is you have too many dollars chasing too few goods. There you Food, go. clothing, rent, mortgage, and fuel for your car and baby formula for your children. These are not luxury items. The Democrats have to understand that. We've got a spending problem in this country, a severe spending problem. Yeah, and I, and I, and I agree with you 150%, and I hope that they will. Uh, I don't know how they could ignore it anymore uh, if they really got in office to represent the interests of those that elected them. So we'll see what happens, but hopefully they follow your lead. Caller, are you there? Hi, Tom. How you doing? Good. How are you, Caller? Good. Hey, listen, just real quick, just a question. I know that, you know, you, with your involvement in Trump's campaign and everything, I'm a big Trump supporter. I wish I had thought ahead of time to get up to New Hampshire and try to get to one of the rallies. I've always wanted to go to one. Is there any chance that he will uh, hold a rally in Massachusetts. I know that it's Super Tuesday, where it's, you know, and, and there's just so much else going on throughout the country when we have our election. And, you know, Massachusetts is like not, not a Republican state. So uh, he probably avoids it. I mean, like the Democrats avoid New Hampshire, you know. But um, is there any chance that he'll hold a rally here? There, there's a chance. I, I can't commit to anything, and, and I'm certainly going to do everything I can to try to make that happen. But the one thing I would tell you is um, it, it may not be a Demo uh, Republican state, but I have to tell you something. That's Those are the places that Donald Trump likes to go because when he, he gives his message, which is very much on point with regards to uh, how you know his policies and his agenda is different than uh, the, the Democrat uh, agenda and why it's so important for people, regardless of their party, to to uh, understand that he is focused on America, that's where he can do it. Where he can he can really change votes and get people to understand that it, they, he really does care about them. He does care about America. It's what he's about. And nobody he he didn't need the job he he took as president. 
He wasn't getting paid for it. But he wants it again, and he's willing to take all of the barrage and the harassment that he's taken because he loves America, and he really does. And I've, as I've said, I've worked with him, and he, if you ever had the chance to meet him, you'd, you'd feel the same way. You'd see that this nobody would want to put up with all this nonsense just for the fun of it. He's not getting any personal benefit out of it with regards to any, any financial benefits or, or anything else. He just loves America. And isn't that nice, and isn't that refreshing? that there's not some sub-agenda or political